This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. My name is Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. And we have another very special guest on the show today, Miss Chrissy Mayer. How you doing today, Chrissy? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, thank you so much for being here. Now, you said that you are in... New York or close yes. to New York, you know, yeah, pretty oh, close yeah. in by. New York. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, tell everyone I could go on here and read, you know, something off your website, but it'd be better if you just tell everyone who you are and and and, and what you do. Go ahead and let everyone know. OK, sure. Uh, I'm a stand up comedian and podcast stand up comedian of like 10 years. And uh, I host a show uh, called The Wet Spot on Compound Media every Monday, which is it's a subscriber based network started by Anthony Cumia, who was the A in O&A. Uh, which is super popular a couple couple years back. Um, and the wet spot is like a sex dating relationship sort of advice show where we'll have like a panel of, and this is, you know, pre-pandemic, but like we'll have a panel of like porn stars, comedians, TV personalities, and we'll sort of like take calls, answer questions, you know, talk about our lives and stories on the road and such. Um, but, you know, since the last couple months, like we've been doing it over Zoom and, you know, we've been a little bit more um, like flexible with the show format. So that's been fun to see. And I also have um, a one-on-one -on -one interview podcast called the Chrissy Mayer podcast. And that's uh, on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Yeah, just uh, I was listening to some of your episodes. A great interview with Larry Sharp on there. If anyone wants to go check that out. That, oh yeah, Larry's the best. Yeah, lot, lots of great information in there. So, have you been able to go out and do any comedy anywhere? I mean, you got to be shut down right now, right? Things are pretty shut down. The clubs in New York are still not open. Um, it's been fun to see and be part of a couple of like secret shows. So I've been part of like two secret shows out here in Westchester. One was in the backyard of a guy who is like a super fan of Compound Media. Um, he was joking like, yeah, I'm, you know, since we can have protests of a hundred people, but not a party of 10, like just come over to my backyard. We're doing a protest and we're going to do comedy. So <laughs> that was, that was the first uh, sort of like secret show I did, but it was great. It was so, I mean, man, I was rusty as hell. I, me and a couple of other comics were up there going like, wow, we we're not bombing. We just straight up forgot our act and we forgot <laughs> our jokes because it's been three months. Um, but that was really cool because there was a lot of drinks there and, and nobody was weird about you know being socially distant um there was like one person who wanted to do elbow taps instead of shaking hands but i'm fine with that i'm i totally would mother much rather like be out doing it um and then yeah, the other secret show yeah yeah i'll yeah. you know i'll elbow tap i'll respect yeah. your space whatever i'm not gonna go cough into your mouth like i used to be doing um <laughs> <laughs> and then the other secret show was at a golf course in westchester um, in I think Somers. Um, and that was really cool because th that was also not like a public event. It was just like people were eating outdoors and, and, and they were, the owner was just like, Oh, there's going to be like some special guests. And then there was like five of us. Um, no, they, were these they weren't like, I don't think they were fully expecting it, but they, they came around. They liked it. it comedy happened to them, but that they were happy <laughs> for it. You know, are these government sanctioned events or are you guys risking imprisonment by going around and doing that? Or, you know, the... I, th I'm, I'm going to say that there are more protests. So okay. they were yeah. going to go ahead and say that they're pro, you know, signless protests. And, uh, it was no, I know it's like hard to, it's 
hard to put it in the protest category because we weren't damaging anything or looting or um, <laughs> stealing anybody's shit, but we were in our own way protesting. We got to make yeah. sure it's the right protest too, because like if you're protesting mm-hmm. the lockdown, well, that can still get you in some trouble. But as long as you were protesting against, you know, the right things, then I think you can basically do whatever you want. It's in the Constitution. Yeah. Charlie's got one right behind his head right there, and it says certain protests are allowed and certain protests are Peaceful not allowed. Peaceful assembly is allowed for uh, for government-sanctioned approved protests, is what it says. It's what it says. In the First okay. Amendment. And yeah. then they peaceful. It's uh, Article uh, 9, Section 3-12 says peaceful. <laughs> it says fires and theft and, uh, you know, battery, assault. As long as it's for the right thing. reasons, yeah. qualifies Depending as on the reason. peaceful. Yeah. yeah, which is amazing that they wow. were able... They were able to put BLM and all that stuff in the Constitution at that time. I think it was a great forethought by now them. Now, see if so. you can understand this. My brother is a libertarian socialist. That's what he calls himself now because hmm. he's, you know, he's against the government exactly. on certain things. You know, like he hates police brutality and those things that we agree on. Um, but he also still thinks that uh, government is the best avenue for the collective. And so he hmm. uh, he wasn't. My whole family came in town for Father's Day this weekend. Um, but he decided he declined to come because of, of COVID. And I said, don't worry. There's protests outside my house. <laughs> it's fine. Like you can travel here. It's no big deal. We're just protesting father's day. Did he make it down? <laughs> no, he didn't come. No. Okay. He didn't think it was as funny as I did. No, <laughs> that's really funny. Protesting father's day. Like, boo, yeah. no more dads. <laughs> Very sexist holiday for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just so we can kind of gauge where your comedy is, what are, who are your summer, some of your comedic, influences like who's your favorite oh god um it's it's interesting because i like love and respect a lot of my peers which people may 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 or may not have heard of like i think mark normand is for sure one of the best comics like is my style similar to his no i just like appreciate like what a beast uh on stage he is and then there's comics who i feel like are similar to me in that they are okay with like poking fun at the status quo and like what, you know, it doesn't take very much now for your comedy to be like edgy and risky. Uh, you just have to like really speak the truth. Um, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, th- there's another similar, uh, network to compound media called gas digital. And, uh, there's a comic on there. His name is Louis J Gomez. And he's, he's been just kind of like t- saying it like it is for a couple years now. And we're friends and we'll do each other's shows. Um, so he's been fun to watch too. Like he put out a video <laughs> with his co-host Zach Amico. And I don't know if you, how like in tune you guys are into the LA comedy scene, but um, like Chris D'Elia is under a lot of fire right now for talking to underage girls. Oopsie. Whoops. It happens. Um, <laughs> and uh, they're <laughs> drunk girls. Like, talking I guess two, of his, girls. two yeah. of his friends, um, I think it was Brian Callen and Brendan Schaub were like on camera talking about it. And, and like, they just started crying. It's it like overly acted kind of like ridiculous performative type <laughs> video. And then, so like Lewis and Zach were basically like kind of making fun of that. And they were doing their own like crying video. Um, I just love, I don't know. It's fun to make fun of other comedians. And I've, there's always been like a New York versus LA kind of like comedy like unspoken beef, like always being a, like a born and raised, like New Yorker and New York comic. I, I like kind of don't, not that I don't respect LA comics, but like they tend to like suck a little bit, you know, like they tend to more <laughs> be just like act. They tend to more just be like actors who get in it just to get famous. And they're not like grinding it out in a shitty strip mall club. You know, they're not like on the road, like with the people, they're just sort of like, they want to be Hollywood. Um, but I don't know. Maybe they can't help it. The Fake point comments. is, my uh, my influences are. Um, <laughs> I definitely. I think the older I get, the more I respect what Joan Rivers was doing. Also, kind of like telling it like it is. Um, you know, like she like there was like this uh, clip of her one of the last clips like while she was still alive and she basically was like oh yeah we, they were like do you think we'll ever have a gay president and she's like we already do now with obama <laughs> like she was like she was like michelle definitely has a dick you know so we all know <laughs> so just not afraid to say crazy stuff yeah 
I was like, she's fucking putting it out there. That's great. Yeah. Um, what what yeah. side would I be? Uh, where's you know my my kind of favorite is still I think Anthony Jeselnik is, is he is he East Side or West Side? Which gang is he in? I think he's in the West Side gang. Mm, that's too bad. I could be wrong though because he dated Amy Schumer, and she's from New York. So gosh, it's hard. It's hard to keep track. You yeah. Know, sometimes sometimes people go by coastal. Is there a lot of uh, comedic gang violence between the two different sides? <laughs> you know, is there like a worry at the comedy like, clubs? We'll be like snapping and walking slowly towards each other in, in the large groups. Yeah. No, you know, there's definitely like I have friends on both coasts and like i was very quick to like judge the whole the whole of la until i went there in march and it's like you pick out a, a, a couple of like cool people that you like that are like-minded um but yeah no no real like gang violence yet a lot of just uh you know twitter Twi yeah. <laughs> twitter uh taking cheap shots at each other I'm assuming all you guys get together and probably going to start tipping over statues of Robin Williams and things like that. You know, oh, start, yeah. Where are you know, the comedy statues? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We need to find them, though. Get rid of those things. So have you had... Tip over like a parking meter or something in the city. Like, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> what do you think about guys like, like, like Rogan, who grew up in Boston, but then now lives in L.A., but uh, he hates it, so... Does that count? Yeah, does, is he playing Rogan both is sides? I think he's trying very hard to just be a truth speaker. Um, I, I think he blew up in popularity because he was sort of the voice of a silent majority. And I think he spoke for a lot of men, particularly white men who feel like over the past few years that they don't matter and that their opinions are useless and like, that's been like in vogue now, like this sort of like shitting on white people, especially white guys. It's like, I've just noticed in comedy, it's like the one thing, it's like the one type of racism that's okay suddenly. Um, and I just feel like, like Joe just, he's kind of like an every man. And he, he's also extremely talented and been like working really hard for many years. And, you know, his talent speaks for himself, but I feel like he blew up because he represented such a like large group of people who didn't feel like their voice was really being heard. And I think recently, like how white people have started to sort of cancel him or try to cancel him. It's never going to happen. No, He's just right too now. big. It's be I, I heard that he wouldn't have on like certain um, like democratic, you know, talking head types mm -hmm. like he, he just he's not anybody's puppet which is fucking awesome you know he's not uh it, no no one can like use him to like sort of further their political cause which is fucking awesome and if he can get through that which he will you know he he'll be like the new oprah thank god <laughs> I, i've always been very confused about how i mean we don't just have to talk about joe rogan this whole time but how he can seem so he, he's very good at picking up on all the common sense issues he can have people like Jordan Peterson on and agree with everything that he says, and then he can come out and like endorse Bernie Sanders afterwards. And, and I'm like, dude, this is exactly what it's it, it's, this is the opposite. <laughs> this is the exact opposite. It's so it's so crazy. But I don't know what. Well, well, well. To give Joe Rogan credit, I think in this place, I would say that we like we agree on all the issues with Bernie Sanders. Like Bernie Sanders is out there calling out the correct issues. And so it's like, I can understand mostly, mostly, mostly. So I can understand where Joe Rogan's like, oh, he's a reasonable guy. I'm just having a conversation with him. Reasonable guy. I agree with him. What, you know, he seems like he wants the best for people. And I honestly think deep down in Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, greedy heart that he might actually <laughs> want the best for people. I'm not so he sure. just wants to do it in, in a Doesn't way that we four mansions. <laughs> disagree with <laughs> at least three i, I think wow. i think once you have more than three then you're greedy but three three is okay yeah, yeah. three is okay so tell us about your political beliefs uh, and and i'm also interested in how that affects you in the in the industry that you're in uh, you know if, oh, yeah. you, if you throw that in to your stand-up or if you kind of have to hide a lot of what your yeah. beliefs are some you know what what where do you come down on the political spectrum and how does that affect your job totally um well it's interesting like about like joe rogan you're like at first he supported bernie and but now i think he basically came out and said he was going to vote for trump and it's like it's tricky when you're so big like him and everyone is listening to your every move like he's just going through figuring it out like the rest of us you know like we can all 
we all can just do the best we can with the information we have. And, and then, you know, I think once he said, oh, you can't vote for Biden, he's fucking short circuiting, you know, then people started to be like, oh, God, is, do you love Trump? And he was just like, well, this is the best of the options here. Um, and I think he he was able to put together like Trump really just like wants what's best for everybody. Um, but for myself personally, like I, I came out of college, like typical with like a typical, typical, like liberal education you know like i was a democrat and i was like i you know was just kind of following all my friends like going to protests what are we protesting i don't know but there's cute guys here so this is <laughs> what we're doing <laughs> and um you know just without really examining it and i kind of came up in comedy i lived in brooklyn and i was i sort of came up in this sort of like feminist brooklyn kind of like man hating like comedy social group really you know you're just when you're new and you're like doing comedy and like living in the city it's just like your your friends sort of like it's so important like what they say about like the five people you surround yourself with your friends really like help you you're raising each other you know because mm -hmm. you're you're like in your 20s you're so impressionable um and I just found like the older I got and the, I guess the smarter I got and uh, I, my sense of humor was sort of splintering away from that group. And I was like, well, I just like, I just don't hate men. And uh, it's, I'm finding it hard to just keep that inside. And uh, <laughs> I, I found like I was, you know, making more like, <laughs> like sort of like dirty jokes and, and like, you know, becoming less and less PC and less and less like, woke in my comedy and i was finding that i started to do characters on this show called in hot water which is on compound media which is hosted by two of my friends aaron berg and gino bisconti and they're insane like they're oh my god like they're just the craziest like zaniest they're just they're it's it's like a zoo you know like it's insane characters <laughs> you know sometimes they are racist but sometimes it's just it's more just like racial and uh more just like they're insane. I watched and you I doing just, a Greta Thunberg uh, impression on there earlier, right? Was that that? Thank that show? you. Yeah, yeah was that good. was so fun. <laughs> yeah. I find I'm particularly inspired by unstable women. So <laughs> as soon as um, Greta came out, like I did that impression in September, thinking like, okay, any day now, SNL is going to come out with like whatever their version of because it's like she was just so popular it's like there was no avoiding her and it was like another i don't know at least a month or two before snl like and i was like how is it taking them so long like these guys are it's almost as if they're afraid <laughs> to make fun of these uh yeah, yeah. Big, big big figures here um so that was really fun to do and um yeah i basically like read a speech as greta but sort of you know how I was like poo-pooing Gino and Aaron, like, you can't do this show. It's inappropriate. You know, like you're making these racist comments. It's, it's like, there's a lot of inside jokes in there, but it's enough that if you don't know the show, you, it, it's still funny because mm. it's still her voice, whatever. Yeah. And she basically says like, yeah, this is because nobody will sit with me at lunch. And you know, <laughs> um, how dare you? Like I'm, I'm sad inside. <laughs> and I also do a character of like, a. I don't know why this keeps happening, but people keep dying in clothing donation bins. Like I'll hear, and people now send really? me every time this. Yes, this is a, this is the real pandemic in the, in, in the U.S. <laughs> no one's talking every, about it. Every no one is talking about it. This is the like the silent war going on. And every like month or so, somebody will send me another article of another. It's usually a woman who's climbed into a clothing donation bin and like died or almost died. Um, and at first I thought it was just like a winter thing. Cause it's like, maybe it's warm in there, but it's sometimes it's just like homeless people who are like, oh, I need a new outfit. And then they don't realize that this is not like a two way door. You know, it's yeah. like, it's for throwing sacks of clothes in and that's it. Uh, and this it's, at this point, it's been, I don't know, like 20 people, a lot of people to more than, more than, yeah, it's too many. It's too many. So one of my characters was like, okay, let me be the lady. Like, what if she survived? Like if she was living in this clothing <laughs> donation bin and like, what are her tips for like making a go of it? And like, you know, she's obviously like insane. She's putting on makeup with no mirror, you know, like just, uh, <laughs> like who needs old tissues? Like who need, who's the size large? Um, like just disgusting but fun and yeah I, I was finding more and more i'm like oh i'm just doing a lot of funny female characters and then uh come may of last year i started to pitch the show the wet spot because i was like okay there's nothing really female run and there's nothing that's touching on any of the fluffy topics right like compound media was doing a really good job of filling like the current event and political um 
angle, but I was like, there's nothing fluffy. There's no like sex dating relationship show. So, um, pitched that in May of last year, got the, got a pilot in June. And then the first official episode was last July. And I've been finding just with myself, like the older I get and the more aware I am of what's really going on. Like, yeah, I've definitely, uh, would identify now as more libertarian. Uh, I'm still a registered Democrat. I got to switch it soon because I keep getting like texts. People show up at my door. Like I'm getting calls from people. And I'm just like, uh, sometimes when I'm lonely, it's nice. But overall, like, <laughs> stop calling me. <laughs> I just got a big solicitation from the Republican Party, like asking me to fill out a form and send the money and all kinds of stuff like that. And I don't know, like once you put your address in for something, or your yeah. name down, you just you get all of that stuff afterwards. It's, it's crazy. I'm, yeah, I'm annoying. like, what is the party that won't ever talk to me? That's yeah. the party I want to be It's in. not the Libertarian <laughs> Party either, because they will send you stuff once every couple weeks also. So, I'm technically still a registered Republican. Yeah. And I'm I, I think after we did, we interviewed Spike Cohen, the, the vice presidential uh, candidate for the Libertarian Party. And a couple of weeks ago, we interviewed Joe Jorgensen, Dr. Joe Jorgensen. Oh, nice. And I think since then, I'm like, man, I think I might sign up. But I like I am the type of person like I'm so libertarian. I don't want to be put in a box. So it's like I don't want to I don't want to wave any, I don't want to wave any yeah. flags. You, don't you wanna, know, yeah. OK. He doesn't want to be defined. But I think honestly, I'm probably going to join the LP because the messaging of yeah. the candidates that we have now is the best it's ever been like since, so, well i guess since dr paul was the nominee in so eight, was it 88 uh, uh yeah i think yeah. so yeah something like that was it the free speech thing that really got you over from being more liberal to maybe being more libertarian like Toxic was it masculinity was it, the, was it the, or the you just <laughs> you didn't hate men as much as you were supposed to or, yeah, it was all of that. It was, yeah. and it was, um, for six years, I ran a show at the Stonewall Inn. Uh, it was a stand up show. I started from nothing. I started from like going there. I just wanted to produce a show. Like a lot of people in the city, you just want to get your own stage time. And, uh, they gave me one date. I was like, great. Next month, I asked for another date. Did this like begging for like maybe six months until finally I was like, can I please have a regular date? And then it's a, it's a fight just to get a regular monthly date at a place. And, and, uh, so I did that. And then finally, you know, had this going, did it for six years, worked so hard. I would be constantly scouting the city for up and coming, uh, LGBT comics, you know, and I would grab people from the comedy cellar to just get, it was, they were always really strong, really good shows. And I was like happy to be supporting the community and Stonewall Inn is like, it's a New York city and national landmark. So if it, oh, the show's always filled up. It was great. I felt like I was like doing something really good, but in six years, um, my following didn't really grow. I was never offered like, you know, a spot on a float or something. Not like I need to be on a bride float. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not like I need that, but like there was no opportunities coming from all this work I was putting into this show and my fan base wasn't growing. And then as soon as I started going on compound media, just doing little characters here and there, my following like exploded, like, and, and not just on Twitter, you know, following you on social media but these i would see these fans at shows at stand-up shows they would come out and they were like a real comedy loving audience and uh i was i really appreciated that and i and i feel like it just it clicked you know my sense of humor aligned with the network and the fans i feel like got me and they wanted to come see me live and that was something i hadn't seen in like six years of really hard work so it's so it's just, it's kind of like you just have to go where you're loved and you have to like lean into like, you know, where you're, where people are, are sort of supporting you. You're and, not really uh, at risk of being canceled on that, on that network. So that's good. No, which is yeah. great. Yes. Cause I've, uh, it, it's, that's a really great, I mean, it's not, I'm not making my whole living off of that. It's, it's, but it's like, it's like, a, it's just a chunk, but it's nice to be somewhere where people aren't going to judge you for making like an edgy joke. Like at the beginning of quarantine, uh, this, this celebrity video came out with like Gal Gadot and a bunch of her celebrity buddies. And then they were singing imagine. Um, mm -hmm. and it was their way of, you know, getting down with the people and, and showing everybody that they're mm -hmm. with us. And then I was like, well, this is bullshit. So I took myself and my other comedy friends and we each sang a line of kung fu fighting and i said to everybody you know you can say kung flu or kung fu if you want like i don't really care because i it was a trending hashtag at the time and i was like do whatever you want so cut it together put it out there 
Um, uh, now it's got like almost 200,000 views, but at the time I like really pissed off like the entire Asian community. Um, that, that I got so much shit for like a good four weeks. Like you're a racist. How could you write such a racist song? Like people didn't even know that this is, this is not a song that I wrote. Like Kung Fu fighting was written in the seventies yeah, right. <laughs> and, and I didn't even create the 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 like the phrase kung flu like that too was not original but people are fucking dumb and uh oh man like i got so much hate i got people oh you're like you're so racist this is dangerous like any possible thing uh i was hearing people were tagging like other celebrities to get me canceled people were like chrissy teigen you have to do something about this you have to get this canceled <laughs> what's funny like, is people don't realize that that's like yeah. one of the best things that could happen to you is for people to be all up in arms about something and and they think they're like trying to hurt you in some kind of a way but but yeah. it, i got mega trolled and then um Oh, and people were trolling me in very creative ways. Like people were signing me up for shit. People signed me up for like Asian dating sites. Like they would find my email address. People, they were signing me up for like how to learn Chinese. I was getting like all these. On there? Um, no, <laughs> I never went on. I was just like, oh, oh okay. my god, I didn't know such a thing. Oh, existed. you didn't go on, so you are no. racist. Okay, <laughs> I, I didn't you. go on because I have a boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. And also, Likely excuse. No. Yeah. And also I like big penises. No. Um, <laughs> and, and I was like, I'm getting like how to learn Chinese emails. I'm getting like, people were like using my email and like a applying me for like cashier jobs. Cause people were like, Oh, you need to get another job. You're going to, you know, you're done with comedy. And I was like, I was like, all right, I applaud your little efforts. Like this is some very creative trolling. It's impressive then, that people put that much time into it. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, that, that yeah. says a lot. I wouldn't learn I like, Chinese like Mandarin just because it's hard. No, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think it's a real thing. I think you have to be born I, with that, I'm pretty sure. I should have like I should have hung in there and just learned just enough Mandarin to say like go fuck yourselves. Um, <laughs> that would be time. worth it, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. Listen, on on I I can take it upon myself because I'm part Asian and on behalf of on behalf of my brothers and sisters, <laughs> kung flu Oops. is okay. And okay, uh, I just want you to know that I have released all of your past wrongs when it comes okay. to your, enough eight you're one eighth so you're enough asian that's plenty asian I'm <laughs> what way kind of more asian are you japanese i'm way more oh. asian than elizabeth warren is native american that's true and she got all kinds of free shit so <laughs> right. yeah I you mean, deserve something i need yeah. i need something well, for sure okay. someone give yeah, me yeah. something you so, could have gotten to harvard listen so if anyone ever gives you gives you crap again you can you can play this and say no the Nate, Nate said everything's okay <laughs> i talked to an friend. i talked yeah. to a part asian and he says it's fine yeah so yeah. It, so in this Good. uh autonomous zone can you go across can you go across the asian line can like, i do you have enough asian <laughs> yeah, to go i can because in the asian only zone well, yeah because probably my ancestors experienced <laughs> some type of oppression they were either put in internment camps by uh, by fdr or they were killed by other americans in some kind of a way yeah all kinds of oppression all over the place <laughs> there's that i mean now i'm having yeah, they, they weren't getting um you know spots in the nba you know they exactly weren't exactly yeah. i'm very underrepresented yeah. in in most sports so far so you know i think i can get into the the asians only <laughs> autonomous zone section uh, wherever wherever that is how do you feel about the what's going on right now like these these protests and the riots and the just autonomous give us, zones give us like, your take on 2020 as a whole so far tell uh, us what it's to interesting do. i so much of this would not be happening if people still had their jobs to go to and if people still had uh other shit to focus on right there's no sports we have all the time we have all the internet and it's like there's something about the human brain that like loves fucking drama and uh like feeds off of it you know and it, it's this it, this whole like we have to be on t there's only two teams and you have to pick your side and the other side is immediately the enemy and and they must be squashed and there's so much misinformation out there and people like want to stick to their team so it's almost like they're not going to seek out information that supports the other side and maybe makes them a little more well balanced um i think these like these Chaz people to me it just looks like a lot of the kids I went to college with who have trust funds and like a lot of time on their hands. And then they're just like LARPing, you know, <laughs> they're, just they're self hating. Just, uh, 
people. Yeah, once I saw the the attempt at making a garden on top of newspaper and cardboard, I was like, okay, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are they doing? Like, why don't they go work on an actual farm? Why don't they go help like the actual farmers in this country that are like, you know, having to throw away their livestock and or they're at least getting read fucked animal over. Farm. Well, because the yeah. Mexicans took all those jobs. There's no way they can go do that. You know, that's not possible. <gasps> it's it's not reality. It's like, it's cute <laughs> for now um, because like no one has anywhere to be and they're maybe they're lucky enough to not, they're not working remotely. It's, and, but the fact that they're just like, oh, we don't need anybody, but we need handouts. Oh, we need, we need men's clothes. We need more dry socks. It's like cigarettes it's and like lighters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can't go, oh, we don't need anybody. And then be like, oh, mom, can you c cut the grass off my sandwich? You know, <laughs> I think, it, you know, they change from, what was it Chaz to chop and i think yeah. after the i think after they realized that their gardens are going to produce little to no food they were like maybe we should take this autonomous thing out of the name because this obviously yeah. isn't going to work plus yeah. we can't make any of our own stuff they're so. like man it's really hard to start a country <laughs> yeah we just thought that's <laughs> not easy we just thought we could take from the billionaires and be fine it's, it's really weird although we'd have to approve foreign aid and it's not gonna not gonna work for them so it's difficult not gonna work. I feel bad for like the businesses that are like within that zone, and you know, I don't know. I would just be like, I don't know, start shooting like paintballs at them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you know a, a lot of libertarians have been totally fine with the the Chaz Chop scenario, and that's been my biggest my biggest thing like we're all again we're all about ending police brutality and people being able to protest but there of are course, have you met one person that's pro no, police brutality no i really <laughs> haven't at all like no why one, is it a thing no yeah. one disagrees with what you know the police officer being charged in the george floyd incident like everyone is in agreement that that was terrible but it, it caused this massive protest at a time when the country was nearly in the most agreement it had ever been that something mm -hmm. terrible had happened. It, right. It's insane. But I can't, as a libertarian, I can't get behind the Chaz thing because there's a lot of private property owners there. There's mm -hmm. a lot of business owners and mm -hmm. okay, maybe they're letting people through to their stores, but they've set up a massive deterrence to business for sure in that area. Yeah, it's but, icky. Nobody's yeah. going to want to like patron those businesses no, no you got to go through checkpoints and stuff to be able to go through there like got to go through a cloud of patchouli no no one's doing that <laughs> so it you know i just can't i can't really get behind it i don't know what should be done it's not like i think that yeah. some tanks should roll well, in there or anything, but point. i don't know yeah you made a good point of like the 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 tribalism nature of human nature because it's everyone on their team and they're blaming the other side like oh you know the left is saying well this is all trump's fault and then you know the right saying well democrats were the slaveholders back in the day and so it's like this right. one big group thing and what most people don't realize except for libertarians and you know people that we bring to the message is that really the the republicans and the democrats are just working together to take away your rights <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just they do it in different rhetoric that's all it is and so it's a it's a frustrating process especially you know for on our side like you know we mainly talk about personal responsibility and liberty and yeah we try to be as funny as we can although we're not com uh, comedians like we don't tour do anything like that but it's like <laughs> it we're trying to bring people to this message of you know the real enemy is the is the power structure itself and uh, the only way to actually bring about the most utopia that you possibly can want is just to leave people the hell alone like let what, yeah why can't people just be free to make funny jokes or you know wear blackface if they want to like it's a joke <laughs> come on right the, yeah. the market and the they all did it until decide, it got canceled you know, <laughs> you know? yeah if what you're doing isn't flying with people like guess what like you're not gonna you're gonna learn one way or another that you have to choose a different path if you want to be successful Right. And there's no, there's no perfect world. I did want to um, talk to you about, so you, you know, you said several times, like you don't hate men. And one thing I wanted to discuss um, a little more, I guess, on the serious side is, you know, this whole toxic masculinity. Uh, sorry, I've, sorry. Can I be serious? Yes. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. want to serious. So this whole toxic masculinity <laughs> thing, I was really bothered by just because like I went and read the papers um, and I can't remember the authors, but I went and read their, their stuff and it's not about there's certainly 
some personal responsibility that men to take for men to take because like uh, you can't rape women because of the clothes that they wear, right? Like the kid who was raping that girl behind the dumpster and then only got three months in jail. Like those things are very wrong. Um, and men definitely need to do a better job. And I think it's men's responsibility to help other men. And obviously, um, you know, like I have a son and I'm going to teach him to respect women and like, this isn't okay and stuff like that. But the whole toxic masculinity narrative, like that whole Gillette commercial and stuff that came out is like, they want to punish men for just being uh, men. Like we are naturally having manly qualities right? and and that you have to like file down your, what makes you a man to be, you know, acceptable, which is insane. You're not allowed to like, you're, you weren't, you're not allowed to wrestle. And it's like, well, is aggression such a bad thing if it's used in the proper way? Well, like man spreading is a bad thing yeah. too, you know? <laughs> like this is science. It's got to happen. Yeah. There, there's no way to not to not do it, but that's unless an, you're Asian. That's a, <laughs> that's that's an aggression on on people, you know, having to sit there with your legs all spread out and everything like that. Yeah. Like it, it just it's gone too far and it's 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 a uh, <laughs> it's crazy like I it, wish we could go back to the days where man spreading was like all of our biggest problems. Oh, right. You know? Remember me that? Too. Oh, yeah. it was, those were the days. I just want to go back to coronavirus right now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I miss those days. It's crazy. You just never know that you're in the good old days until they're gone. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I wish we were just talking about a deadly virus. <laughs> yeah. So, so give me your thoughts on like, like, I guess, I don't know what you think man about spreading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me your thoughts on man spreading. <laughs> Why don't but, you hate men? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they're, well, e- they're I, evil, that's the thing, and, you know, is, is, um, and that's the thing too, is like, you could raise your, your, like your son or your, you, like you could raise your kids. Right. And still like, if, if you're not constantly checking in with yourself and if you're not um, aware of your feelings and if you're not, that's where I think, that, I mean, if, I hate the I hate the term toxic masculinity, but any and male or female, like if, if we can all go to toxic places, right? Like there's also a there's also toxic femininity, which is like I, I don't know. I feel like I was almost trained to be that way in college. Like I was at a you know like eco feminism class. I was in like a it's it's weird. Like there's definitely enough there to like teach you to hate men. Like men are responsible for the destruction of the planet, you know, and it's like. We have well, it to feeds work into together. that patriarchal, uh, the the patriarchal yeah, no, the narrative. Yeah, the patriarchy. It's like you're yeah. you're kind of okay. Like those are theories, okay, but like you're kind of in la la land at that point. Like you have to be grounded in reality, and like the only way through is for all of us to work together. It's like you can't. And I've seen like men and women who like have bad experiences in relationships and are like, fuck it. I'm never going to date another man again. Or all women are the worst. They've you know, I'm never going to date another woman again. And uh it's and there's plenty of stuff in the media to support right there's so much to support either extreme you know and uh like aggression is good like like if a a fucking crazy person is coming towards you it's like oh yeah then all of a sudden male aggression is nice because then you can have somebody uh protecting you and it's like i it's it's weird that it's and I, i think jordan peterson like has a lot uh, to say about the topic you know it's like it's not good or bad like like female and male qualities are great and, and we shouldn't be we shouldn't be trying to be equal we shouldn't be trying to like meet somewhere in the middle it's like it's all up to us to like find what our strengths are and, and work on our own weaknesses um to like make ourselves better because it's not you're just not going to get anywhere like you're like if I were as a comic, like if I just stayed on the path of like hating men, it's like, well, guess what? Like you're not no, like you're not going to get as many people coming to your shows because you've alienated 50 percent of the population. Um, so the free market. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Personal <laughs> that, responsibility. That Individuals. I think we're That's a lot thing of too, is like I look I, I think I've learned a lot like from my like my dad's obviously like a boomer, right? He's not in touch with his feelings at all. Um, he's he's like kind of. He, an angry dude, easy to set him off, but it's like, all right, he's not doing that on purpose. He's kind of like, he's limited in some ways. And it doesn't mean that like all men are bad. It's just that like, he's a person who hasn't been working on himself and not self-aware. And I think we get into trouble when we start putting people into groups and, and stereotyping everybody. It's like, you got to keep it like to the individual and you got to, 
you just got to keep working on yourself. I think once you get into hating like a whole group of people, like you have to really, you have to really examine that. And, well, uh, that's what everyone's protesting about right now. Allegedly are, are, you know, people hating whole groups of people. And that's what we're supposed to be upset with. But unfortunately the answer from a lot of the people on the left has been to hate whole groups of people. And, and, and that's not really a solution, you know, like there is toxic, masculine like bad things that are bad are are bad and and good things are good and you don't have to put everything into one single groups you know solely based on the fact that i'm a man or that i'm white yeah or i think it's like in vogue right now it's like trendy for everyone to take turns being a victim and i was like why don't we take turns uh trying to be strong like why don't we focus on how we can what makes us great, like what makes us different, but what makes us great instead of being like, oh, what makes me different is what also makes me a victim. And um, I think like, I don't know, the people that are not working on themselves are going to be more susceptible to sort of get into that victim mentality and to like identity politics rather than going look at like look at their own lives and and look at what they're responsible for and just what small steps can I take every day to get my shit together instead of like, oh, this is because of you know, my history or, you know, shit that's not really has to do with your today, your life right now. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like it's this so is much easier to blame fault. everybody else than <laughs> right. to really be like, oh, I've slept till noon every day this week, you know. So do you think yeah. that personal responsibility and and uh, you think that's kind of the answer to what's going on? I was going to ask you, you know, just your insight. If you go up to someone, I mean, you're close to New York, you can probably run up to a protest right now. What would you say to someone to try and get them to, to, to back down on the hatred just a little bit? I have such props for these for these people for like these um like social media influencer types who that's what they do. Like I interviewed Austin Fletcher, Flecka's talk from Flecka's talk. I listened to that one. That was good. And um, yeah, because he's a fellow Long Islander, and I felt uh, like a, a bond there. I was like, wow. I was like, do you know this person? Do you know this person? I was like, I should I should just keep going with the podcast instead of doing that whole like do we know the same people? <laughs> um, and then you also have Caitlin Bennett who from Infowars, and they both do this thing of like they'll go into crowds of people at a protest and they'll ask them why they feel the way they feel or like oh can you name one good thing or one bad thing specifically that trump has done and nobody can come up with an answer it's just sort of like is magnifying like this this mob mentality and uh like i and but i also like fucking hate conflict so i don't i wouldn't unless i had to i wouldn't really be inclined to like go into somebody in a protest and and like go talk to them because it's like you're they're not going to be the place to try and convince somebody is not when they're at a protest because it's like they're physically there they've made their sign they have their t-shirt you know like that's that's their activity you're not going to pull them out of that it's like they don't want to be made to feel stupid so that's not the time and place it's like yeah it's like quietly when they're in their car maybe they would listen to a podcast or maybe um I think like gently is the better way in to not if you're trying to reach the other the other side or the other team is to like go in gently and maybe using humor um, and that's why with my own podcast I tr I'm I'm not having all libertarians on um, I'm trying to have uh, you know people that are a little bit right because if you think of groups of people as like Venn diagrams of like what they're into if you stay in one circle you're not going to reach the uh, the other side or the other circle so it's like okay, I'll try to have some more like lefties on. And uh, I had this guy Zuby on who is, you know, definitely libertarian yep. um, free thinker, uh, but he's like based in the UK. So it's like, I, I think from what I can do is like, yeah, in gentle ways trying to like reach over. And I think through humor is the, is the way that I can like kind of best Zuby is the one who broke a, a women's record, right? In, the, yes. uh, in a lifting yeah, competition. Yeah, he broke the women's uh, UK deadlifting record. Um, and it's so funny because he's like a he's like a brilliant, you know, he's a podcaster, he's a he's a rapper, he's very talented. But this is the thing he blew up over was like he's like, okay, I you know, people say that that men that men don't have a biological advantage over women. Well, here I am. I'm just gonna go break the women's deadlifting record, like like it's nothing like he hadn't even been working towards it and he's like and while i'm doing it i'm gonna briefly identify as a woman so there like <laughs> now i have the record and he just like does it 
like no problem. And that is the thing that kind of blew him up. The so. the identifying thing is it, it's so you know what's crazy is even something as subjective and, and crazy as that is identifying as whatever like wh whatever you can identify but like no one would listen if tomorrow I said I identify as black so you can't be mad at me anymore <laughs> like yeah. everyone would be yeah. like that's ridiculous you're making that up there, there's no there's no way at all and I'm just like exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You could say just, that you are half black. Do you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. Could, I mean, Chuck, there's no way you could pass. But no, may, no. maybe, you know. If I go in the sun <laughs> for a minute, I, I, I'm part Asian, part Polynesian. So it really darkens up real fast. But then <laughs> there you go. the Japanese fight back really hard on that like a week later. So it, it goes straight back to white. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have a right chance, though. No. No. You look a little wider than normal just because there's a window right next to his face. So he's he's misrepresented right now as whiteness. <laughs> is. It's, it's very, very bright yeah. at, mm -hmm. the, at the moment. So Well, and, you know, my position is you can identify with whatever you want. Like, yeah. just don't force other people to believe what you believe. That's It goes back to the whole... Like, why can't we just be a free people? Classic you know, libertarian. That's a crazy yeah. idea. Right, right. <laughs> and you know, you, you talk about gibberish. talking to people from both sides because, you know, at the end of the day, human beings largely, unless you're a psychopath, most human beings want the same thing. Like, they just want, uh, at the end of the day, it's really safety. Like, you want to, you want food and water and like you're, and dick. you want, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> those, those three things. Right. Those three things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, and then you're set, um, <laughs> but you just want, you know, your, your basic needs met. And then you like want to live a fulfilling life and that's, and then you don't want to be like, you don't want to be, you know, unnecessarily killed along the way. And right. you know, you don't want to be beat up along the way and just normal, simple things like that. And it's like, everyone ultimately is trying to achieve the same goal, which is to live the best life possible and not be harmed in any way. And so it's like, like, I think we just have different ways of getting there and at the you know in the other side of it to i guess to put my alex jones hat on i'm, I'm not <laughs> super tinfoil hat here but the other side of it is then you have this power structure where there is a certain population i think most of them are sociopaths i mean if you look at a lot of politicians yeah. probably sociopaths oh you have to be to yeah, get yeah. to that level you set up the power structure and then they come in because they they enjoy dominating other people well, and the sociopaths will do a better job saying and doing the things to get to that level right like they're, they're just going to rise up higher than people who are good people are because good yeah, people won't do the things that it takes to get there and look at just like just now in the pandemic it's like the democratic governors and the democratic people in charge of certain states are the ones that are like holding on to the power of keeping it closed down longer and the the, the conservatives and republicans like want things to open up again want people to be able to make a living again and it's like but you can tell like these like just was fucking cuomo in new york like you just watch these guys like they love this power and uh it's like they're almost like you know mini rock stars and they're not quick to like let go of that yeah they love the power it just makes them it makes them feel good i mean it's, it's similar to we've talked before with uh police officers that use too much force or something i think once you get into that position you want to prove yourself that you are in control and i think mm -hmm. that goes too far when you're like in a violent situation for sure but i think people once they get into that that position they want to prove like i'm in control here i have the power and cuomo yeah. is uh you know he's he's all about that de, de blasio is all, all about that like that the, the yeah. those guys are nuts i definitely don't envy you having to be governed by by those people whatsoever. what was that um was it the stanford or samford uh prison experiment where they just oh. took the college they oh, took the college yeah. kids i mean that ended up like brutal it's absolutely awful. The one where they were Wait, shocking the guys at that, that one. What made you think well, of that? Well, it's a it's a power struggle. So they took they took the um maybe I'm saying the wrong thing. Is that thing. the one where they were shocking the guy? But they until... were like gassing people. No, they were like putting they were like no, gassing no, no. people I'm talking and they feeding each other. The college experiment where they like made some of them prisoners and some of them guards. Right. Oh, I was Wasn't thinking the one where they were gassing people and then they ended up eating each other. No, 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 no. I, I don't know what that's, that's called. That's way different. What's that yeah. one called? Oh my God, Frank! What's the name of that thing where they were gassing the people and then they started eating each other? The Chrissy Prison Experiment. Remember, yeah. we were watching this, like a prison <laughs> experiment where people they were gassing the the people in the room and then the guys ended up like attacking when they went fucking crazy. Creepy. What? Say Holocaust. Creepy. What experiment? <laughs> pasta. Creepy pasta. Something like that. 
Russian. It was like the Russian experiment. Uh, I knew oh, okay. it was the Russians. Oh. Yes. Gosh, dang it. Oh, that, was, that was really fascinating. They it were is eating the, each other. The stand, it is the Stanford prison experiment. Coming from the live group here, they're okay. letting me know. Well, anyway, what they did is they, they literally, it was a psychology experiment, and they made like all these volunteers came in, and half of them were uh, prisoners and half of them were guards. And you could just see it didn't take but a couple days for the for the guys mm-hmm. who were guards to well, like yeah. end up beating the prisoners like they were their friends like these were like all college age students and it's just wow. crazy to see that you know in, in human nature that like this uh, uh judge napolitano i don't know if you ever have read any of his books or anything like that he used to be on fox news and he's uh definitely a libertarian judge he refers to it as libido dominante which is the lust mm. for power and it's something that has plagued human beings i think since we were chimpanzees yeah, probably. Right, because if you have the natural inclination to, that's the thing is like with cops, with politicians, like you're going to get people, you're going to get a decent amount of politicians who like have those traits who are, who might be more likely to like take advantage of their power and, and like being in charge and like, you know, all that attention. Same thing with cops. Like you're gonna, it's just like the nature of the job, right? You're going to attract a certain percentage of cops who, like yeah maybe they have anger issues or maybe they're you know there's just going to be a certain percentage that naturally fall into that occupation i think you're probably pulling from you know your your sample your statistical sample is going to be a little bit higher on the aggression end for sure when you're picking people who are going to be in the police uh for i I just think people like that are going to gravitate marie says it's the russian sleep experiment yes thank god i was feeling like i was losing my mind (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to look this up i've never heard of of the russians that's what it was the russian sleep experiment they weren't sleeping for like days but they kept getting i don't know what they were put like gassing them with but i can back them up so fascinating i I did a uh a, a sleep test because I have narcolepsy and they did a nap test the next day where they, they only let you sleep for about 10 minutes and then they wake you back up and make you stay up for a few hours and then you don't sleep all night and you don't sleep all day and they're ba- it could be used as a form of interrogation technique for sure. It, I was just delirious. Right? I mean, literally you handing out your bank the, account. The number. first day I was trying to eat the nurse that was that was coming in the nap. <laughs> no, uh, and it, not in the fun way. No, yeah. it was in the. It, <laughs> Yes, in the very non-fun way, but no, I can definitely see how many days that someone said they had to end it at day six. Day six, six days is yeah. all it took. Couldn't imagine. For college kids to start beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> wow. Oh, for the other one, yeah. Um, so we're, we're rounding it up here. Um, I want to make sure that you can tell everyone where they need to go, what, what you're looking. Also, I mean with all the pandemic stuff going on, are you ever going to be able to perform live legally again? Like what, what's oh, the, yeah. what's the plan? Oh, okay. For sure. Yeah. Right. I'll do it in like a beekeeper costume if I have to. <laughs> um, yeah, I had, I had a whole tour set up like right as things were shutting down. Like I was in LA, it was like March 12th or something. Um, so like my first date of the tour was like March 8th in LA. And then I had like 10 dates that were all canceled. I was supposed to be in like Laugh Boston, Ohio, Hartford, Connecticut. So I'm going to be working on getting those dates back again. Um, Cause I know certain States are open like Florida and Ohio. Um, so there's hope. So I'm going to be working on like all those headlining dates, but in the meantime um, you can sign up for compound media. If you haven't already, um, there's a lot of really great shows on the network. Uh, Anthony Kumi is obviously and Michael Malice and, uh, in hot water is so so funny uh, and you can use the code uh, wet spot 20 for 20 percent off your subscription or whatever the word is <laughs> and then check out my podcast the chrissy mayor podcast on youtube itunes spotify and soundcloud okay everyone well very sorry and very sorry to chrissy the power went out just literally right then we're just talking just a flicker of satan we're having a grand old time and all of a sudden it just shifts directly from capitalism to communism, just right, just right off the bat, just immediately. And uh, it's very frustrating. That's the second time that's happened now at Charlie's new place. He gets one more. You get one more shot. <laughs> and that's it. So far. No, but that was a really good conversation. Uh, it was it was really interesting to hear, you know, she started off as a, as a Democrat, as a liberal, and maybe not, you know, knowing what exactly. She said she just went to protest because there, there were protests going on. And what else are you going to do on a nice Friday night, you know? Yeah, exactly. So she was heading over the protest. And then she, I, it sounded like the free speech thing 
is is what really pushed her towards the libertarian ideology and that's a big thing you know that this isn't people on the left also want to be able to say things without being canceled or without having their careers destroyed and i do really think that eventually that that ideology is is going to destroy itself because no one is going to be perfect enough to fit inside of that ideology and if you want to actually be able to say things freely well you're going to have to you're going to have to come over to the libertarian side of view because you can say anything you want i guess as long as you're not inciting something that's going to immediately cause harm to people i don't know where Either. libertarian the libertarians stand on yelling fire in a crowded room or anything like that i don't know either our power went out or she got a notifications from asian meetup well, yeah and she then, had to go and then the russians hacked yeah the show because we talked about alex jones mm -hmm. then we got canceled on facebook and all of that well then we started talking about tiktok and so china china yeah tapped in that's what it was and cut off the power because they're like i'm because <laughs> i was about to talk about censorship on tiktok because right. it's it's a real thing and i they knew that their algorithms Participated. They knew that I was yeah. about to talk about censorship. It was on a participatory order. We we had a video, <laughs> by the way, yesterday. Now, I don't know if you can call this censorship. It did get a lot of views. It went from I posted it yesterday in the late morning, and it was at seventy one thousand views by by late afternoon yesterday, and then it literally has had no views since then. Yeah. It immediately just stopped within like three hours it was up to fifty thousand views yeah in like three hours and of course it was pointing out some hypocrisy going on and and chaz chop over there and <laughs> i think I, listen i know that there's censorship because literally a stupid video of me scrolling through my podcast and clicking on the good morning liberty podcast and opening it up as an advertisement will get like a thousand views like just because it's a video we posted on our timeline or whatever they call it on TikTok, I don't yeah. know. And the for you page. But I did a video talking about this town in China that illegally decided they were going to privatize their farms when they could have been put to death for doing so. Guess how many views it got? Four. Zero. Yeah. Not a single view. Not a single one. It's crazy. So that there is there is censorship on TikTok, and obviously uh, China anticipated that we were about to talk about that, so that's why they had the power cut off at Charlie's address. So you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do about that? Yeah, there's nothing. But now do. we're back, and you guys, uh, y'all can follow Chrissy Mayer. Uh, looks like Twitter, TikTok, all of it is listed as Chrissy Mayer. That's M A Y R M A Y R Chrissy. Uh, Mayor, and that's with an IE. So C H R I S S I E M A Y R. Chrissy Mayer. We'll put links in the show notes as Go well. Go follow her everywhere. It was hilarious. It was a really fun interview. And I think, like, we should support comedians doing comedy. Like, to me, there should be nothing off limits in comedy. You no. should be able to joke about whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And the fact that comedians are getting canceled uh, over this PC bogus stupid stuff it's just Bo bogus stupid is yeah, what bs yeah. stands for exactly yeah bogus stupid stuff you know it's just infuriating bss that you just can't even make jokes anymore and um it you know that you think that's where the left has gone too far it for is. sure it's way too far um people that are you know too sensitive to laugh about things if like what did that uh as my daddy always used to say, that's what it was. Uh, and some doctors, laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> and so, I, a, and I a laughter a day keeps honestly, the doctor away. Truly think, I, I truly think that if you if you can make light of something or find humor in something that's at least that that, that could be dark, that it does a shift in your brain. Truly, I think it does. It psychologically does that's, a shift in your brain. That's why I like Anthony Jeselnik so right, much because he's so dark. I mean, so dark that that you it, it makes you more optimistic about uh even though the world can be terrible if you sit in that terribleness for too long it just brings you further down i mean like Jordan you're talking Peterson, about you're talking about a guy who after the after this is his joke not mine after the theater shooting for the dark knight thing he tweeted out so other than that, how was the movie? <laughs> and after the Boston bombing, he tweeted out, I guess some lines just weren't meant to be crossed. Oh my God. And he said, you know, he, he made a good point. He said that, you know, I don't, people are like, oh, that's disgraceful to the victims. And he's like, 
victims these you know the victims of these tragedies are they're not on twitter right now right they're they're busy that he said he said doing victim shit <laughs> that's, that's what they're doing and it's just i mean i know that that is like way over the line kind of comedy but that's what i really like when you were like Dark. oh my god i yeah. can't believe you just said that exactly. that's where i'm like I like that. I want more. That's good. I mean, it's not like you agree that those things are funny, but if you're not going to laugh about something, you're going to cry. As my wife always says, you know, she's always like, well, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. And, you know, it's just normally after I like get her something for her birthday or we get married <laughs> or something like that. She's like, well, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. Yeah. So it, the free speech issue is really big. And I think it's going to bring a lot of people from the left over to the center or whatever you want to call libertarianism. Mm -hmm. I don't consider it center. Because I don't really consider it taking parts of both sides, like like Spike Cohen was saying. I, I consider the the Libertarian Party. You know, if you it's freedom, it's freedom, and it doesn't really fit on the spectrum. It's almost like if you had the left and the right, and you imagined, well, actually, it's not just a it's not a line. It's actually three D. It's it's actually the other it's the other chart. It's the Z that goes up. It's it's yeah. the one that's up here you know, in, in a cube or whatever, whatever it is, that doesn't make any sense. We'll cut that out. There's no way anyone's ever going to hear what I just said right there. That's going to be edited right there. Of the CD jokes. But anyway, man, you got anything else important other than our, than our endless amounts of advertising we have to do? No, all I want to, no, that's all I wanted to get to honestly was uh, go, go check her stuff out. It's funny. We enjoyed the uh, things that we've checked out. So you guys go do that. And I think that this, um, I think that the Liberty movement is growing every day. I'm becoming more and more encouraged that, you know, we see a lot of stuff that we complain about, but then every day I'm becoming more and more encouraged that as long as we keep doing what we're doing at the grassroots, which starts with all of you, then, the, then we have hope. And, and I don't care what Obama says. Hope is a good thing. I think and, he said it was good. Yeah. So, well, okay. I don't like hope. But that's just disappointment. I think we in a box. No, I think you need to be hopeful for the future. You mm -hmm. have to have some amount of hope for the future that things aren't going to devolve into a, a, a fiery tyranny. My alcoholism would disagree with you. <laughs> hope so, is never good. So you guys, uh, y'all continue to share the show with a friend, with a loved one, with, uh, with everyone you meet and sign up for Patreon because if you're against death, then you should sign up for as little as five bucks a month. We just, we, we, we got just a new a patron few, today. Yeah. We just had a few more people sign up over the weekend. And so we appreciate all of y'all signing up and being part of the live group. It's a lot of fun. Y'all would get to see the power go out uh, or the, <laughs> the Russians hack or Chinese, whatever it was. It doesn't matter. I think they work together. Yeah, they work together. So uh, join the Patreon, uh, Patreon group at patreon.com slash good morning Liberty. And then uh, we do this thing called, I think it's trading. Trading? Tra Question mark? Trading? Now, we're not those day traders that just jumped in right now because it's cool. It's something that that I've been doing for several years now. And, and it's becoming cool to day trade these days. So you want to be cool if you want to jump in with the in crowd. But no, you got to know what you're doing and you got to realize that there's risk. There's a lot of people yeah. out there who do not. I wouldn't not. recommend following Davey Day Trader. No, <laughs> no. He's obviously drunk or high or whatever. He's, he's definitely just, grown the movement of day traders, I would say. He's probably helped with a lot of the volatility for sure in the yeah. market. But if you are interested in learning how to trade, and I mean actually learning how to trade, not just like, oh, I saw a news story and it mentioned this stock and now I'm going to buy this stock. That's not what we're doing at all. We are looking at specific price points, patterns, trend lines, all kinds of stuff every single day. We go live every morning in our pre-market analysis group if you want to jump in that. So you can go to mastermytrades.com if you if you are interested in learning how to trade. And if you don't like it, then just cancel. Just, just get on out of there. What's the worst that's going to happen? You're going to pay for a month of something that could potentially pay for the rest of your expenses for the rest of your life. And, and, and you're worried about risking 50 bucks on it. Or, or, or whatever the cost of the class is, like, come on, do the, do the profit to loss ratio on this. Do the, do the risk to reward on potentially looking at something that you might enjoy doing. When I first told Charlie about trading years ago, he thought it was the most boring and stupid idea he'd ever heard. Well, and I was like, yeah, charts. Charts, that's boring. Look, look at, at that. Charts. Now, I, when I close my eyes, I see charts and I love it. It's so every much time better you turn than around. the back of my, eye my eyelids. Every time you turn around, there's a chart. I, I see charts everywhere. The stock trading 
I mean, it's everything. It's a a representation of human emotion is what stock trading is. And you see that throughout the world as well. You see it in your relationships. You see it all kinds of stuff. And once you learn, you'll know what I'm talking about. So if you want to learn how to trade or how to get better in your relationships, then go to mastermytrades.com and sign up today. We just got a couple new people signed up in the last couple days. It's so cool to see new people in the group all the time. And, uh, you know, hopefully people making some money. I made 150 bucks and uh, three trades total I took today. So, so that was fun. That, that was good. I think, I'd, I think I was in trades for a total of maybe 11 minutes today, something like that. So it's not, not a bad, too bad return. It's not a bad return. Now, that's not a guarantee that you're going to have that same return, but it is a guarantee that I'm going to teach you how I did that and how all you got to do is get some more shares to make more if that's what you want to do it's it's not that you can only make 150 bucks it's that if i would have had double the amount of shares it would have been 300 or you know triple it would have been whatever the math is on that so there's four i know it's just it's not a good thing to point out not being able to do math while talking about a trading class when you're part asian Oh yeah. That's why I had to move to America and right. be with, you know, I just don't got, fit in anywhere. You got kicked out. Persecution so, in, all, in all lands. Well, y'all sign up at patreon.com slash good morning, Liberty and master my to get in on the Liberty trading Academy. If y'all do all of that, then we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids.